Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. He's a comedian, podcaster, filmmaker, and Sparks season ticket holder. It's Graham Elwood. <laughs> hey. Greatest theme song I've ever uh, heard of a podcast. God, you. I love that. That's so nice. Did thank a fan you. make it? Our, uh, our friend made it. We, yeah. Our friend who made, he made the theme song for my old podcast and we went to him. We were like, you're perfect for this. So uh, shout out to Andrew Clotworthy. Great musician, great friend. I love, I love podcast theme songs, Me I lo- too. especially when they're like fan or friend generated. Totally. And that one just, man, did it. If I've never didn't know anything about the show, that theme song, I'm in. I <laughs> yeah. got it. I got it. I'm down. And I'm, we we gave him so little direction. Yeah. To. We were just like, just like a fun basketball themed song. And he he comes up with that. It's yeah. perfect. It's so great. It was so great. Uh, and you know, you we rarely have like TV show themes anymore. I think podcasts I have that. taken it over. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's and that's that's why I love it because I grew up with the theme the the theme song love boat had a theme song yeah you know and all the i was a big cop show fan and all the cop shows had a very each show had a distinct Mm -hmm. theme song when that started playing you're like oh that's manix yeah that's hawaii five like gets you in the mood yes because i remember that as a kid you know there was like you get the you know we'd watch hawaii five oh thursdays at from eight to nine, mm-hmm. my bedtime was eight thirty, so I got an extra half hour nice. on Thursdays, and that would start playing, and I'd be like so fired up. <laughs> so that's what I love about a podcast theme. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, here we go. I do feel that way about the Succession theme song. I sing along to it every time. There are no <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, to it. what do you see? I just hum along. <laughs> I don't know. It's Amazing. fun though. It's a great song. It is, it is very nice. Yeah. yeah. HBO is maybe the only like network that still their theme songs are so long yes. and yeah. like involved. And, oh, the Big Little Lies song is so good too. Yeah. You guys heard that? Yeah. Well, I think it was like, you know, when when they did the Sopranos was oh, like right. that was a theme song. Oh, yeah. And it's sort of like well, the first time they sort of started bringing them back because mm-hmm. in the 90s they all fizzled out. They all fizzled yeah. out. There was no like theme song. It was just like two notes. Yeah. And like a logo. <laughs> that was it. That's not a theme yeah, song. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so we're let's just jump right into okay. this. Do you love... Uh, what's your basketball history? Um, so I wasn't somebody that played it really a lot as a kid. I loved... Um, football that was the sport i was like watched and played and i lived in madison wisconsin in the 70s and then we moved my parents got divorced and we moved to chicago when i was like 12 Mm -hmm. and i we so it was like i moved from madison wisconsin where like the big sports like there was basketball was big but it was like hockey and football Mm -hmm. and then i moved to evanston which is a suburb of chicago and man, it was like a basketball 24 seven pickup really? games all the time. Um, my high school, Evanston Township High School had a great and like the state tournament was big time. It was, wow. it was huge. And this guy by the name of Michael Jordan had just been <laughs> drafted by the Chicago Bulls. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah he's played a game maybe once or twice. I don't know. Tall guy? Yeah, I think he's kind of yeah, he's kind of tall. Yeah. He had these shoes that I think were popular yeah. for a while. Um Yeah, so he started playing and I was like wow. Yeah. And it was like while football was very big in the Chicago area and it's Big Ten and all that stuff like right. that, 
basketball was so prevalent and it was like, it was nonstop, man. It was like high school basketball was huge. College basketball was huge. You know, the, then the, and, and then we're now watching Jordan. Right. So it was just like, it became kind of basketball 24 mm-hmm. seven. And then when I went to college, all we did play was, was constant pickup basketball, just constant. And uh, I got kind of okay at it. Mm-hmm. I never played, I was never coached formally, but I just, it was so basketball was just like this thing that was always around. You played it, pickup basketball, you played it year round, inside, outside, didn't matter. And then I went to University of Arizona, which had a very good basketball oh, nice. program. Yeah. I'm from Tucson. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh my God, bear down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's fantastic. Arizona thing? Bear down? Yeah, it is a bear, that is a, that is a Arizona. This guy, I'll give you a quick backstory. Button Salmon. That's a name? Yes. Back in like the 20s. Great was, 20s name. Great 20s name. Yeah. Not a lot of kids being called Button anymore. <laughs> I, I feel like we should bring it back. It should sure. make a comeback. Like yeah. theme songs. Yeah. We should, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> theme songs and boys named Button. Boys named Button. <laughs> um, and so here's the, here's the, so he was like a football player. And he was like in the hospital or injured or on his death, but whatever. I'm sure he just had a broken toe and they, like, they like, <laughs> you know, made the story like 10 times. The legend, is yeah, the legend is growing. And he said before a big game, he said, tell them, tell the boys to bear down. And that became a thing. That's the fight song. Okay. Bear down, Arizona. So bear that's, down, yeah, Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. So whenever you meet somebody from, you go bear down. And it's like a, Are there any bears involved or no, is it just like B-A-R-E? The, the mascot's the wildcats. Yeah. Cats. So it has nothing to do with just this guy button. All right. Yeah. That works. <laughs> like, and a buddy of mine made a joke back then. I'm sure people have made this joke a thousand. He goes, so had he said like, you know, suck it. Would that be the theme song? Or suck it. It. Arizona. It's <laughs> just like today. You guys would have been like, oh, Arizona, suck yeah, it. Suck it. <laughs> suck it. There you go. High five. I love that. So anyway, at Bear Down, Arizona, uh, they had a great basketball program. Lute Olson, uh, Steve Kerr. I saw yes. him play in college. That's that was like my for introduction to Steve Kerr was yes. when I was a little kid and seeing him play. They would do this thing when Steve Kerr would score. Uh, and so my, my freshman year at Arizona, his senior year, they went to the final four for the first time and it was, they lost, but they went to the final four and it was like nuts. Mm-hmm. And so it was again, basketball 24 seven. And whenever Steve Kerr, they go basket by number 25, Steve Kerr. <laughs> and then the whole audience would go, Steve Kerr. <laughs> so cut to living in Chicago during the bulls. Oh, that's uh, right. I lived in Chicago during the bulls first three their first three Pete. Okay. And uh, he joined the team. I can't remember where, but he was on the second three Pete teams for mm-hmm. sure. But he joined Steve the Kerr? Steve Yeah, Kerr. he was on the Bulls. Yep. Jordan era. Yep. That's why he's such an amazing coach because mm. he was coached under uh, um, uh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Why am I blanking out his first name? Michael. Um, <laughs> Phil Jackson and played with Jordan. Okay. So there's... Uh, you know, and I remember I was at a game and a buddy of mine got really great. It was the year Jordan played baseball. It was the first year Steve Kerr came in. Mm-hmm. So Jordan was not on the team. And I remember he scored a basket in in uh, the United, old, uh, no, this was, was this the United? No, this was still the Chicago Stadium, the old Chicago Stadium. And he scored a basket. And they're like, basketball number 25, Steve Kerr. And I just was the one guy in the audience. And I went, Steve! <laughs> Kerr! And I saw him smile. Aww. 
Oh. And I was like, oh. That was, I love that. that he so, still remembers it to this I'm day. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he, I'm sure he follows me on Twitter. Um, so are you like a lifelong Bulls fan then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely a lifelong Bulls fan. And I, you know, like this, who's better, uh, LeBron or MJ? MJ till I die. Yeah. MJ till right. I die. And I want to, do you want to defend that opinion on the show? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> okay. I, I'd love to. All right. So, so I went to see, uh, I went to a Laker game last fall. I went to a preseason game and then I went to a regular season game. Cause, and, and I got great tickets to both games mm-hmm. through some friends. And I was like watching LeBron play live was impressive. He it, is amazing. He is. He is amazing. And he deserves all the accolades he gets. Two reasons why MJ is better. One, um, this is the thing. Well, I'll give you three reasons, actually. First wow. of all, I'll just say... Boost keeps growing. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron is fantastic. He is built like a NFL linebacker. And, and so he muscles his way more, which is, which is great. MJ was poetry. You watched him live. He was poetry. It was okay. like watching ballet. Mm-hmm. It was... It was it was every it was art it was art to watch him play and that's not a slam on lebron mm-hmm. mj was poetry it was art he was it was ballet man it was ballet so that's one okay two the thing everybody forgets when they stack up the numbers who won this and who won that jordan was all defense and the thing that made the bulls so great was jordan and pippen Phil Jackson would say it was like releasing the Dobermans. So they would pressure the ball, turnover, fast break basket. That's so much of what they did. And people always forget that. They just look at the rings, which Mm -hmm. is valuable. They look at the points scored and the assists and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But it was their defense that created that offense. That was so great. And that was the thing while they were, uh, they were never out of a game. Mm-hmm. There's a classic story. They were playing the Lakers when they had Nick Van Exel. Nobody remembers him, nor <laughs> should they. Um, and the, the Lakers and, and had like a 15, 20 point lead in the third quarter. And Van Exel starts talking shit to Scottie Pippen. And Pippen and Van Exel said this in the interviews later. He was like, he was trying to get under his skin. And Pippen just was like, oh, this game ain't over. And Van Exel was like, what are you talking about? And the Bulls just clamped down and won. And Van Exel was like, after the game being interviewed, just like, I can't believe that they did that. <laughs> and the Bulls would just do that. So so there's that. So there's the Jordan was all defense. Number three, this is another statistic that is always overlooked. In the Bulls' six championships, they went to a game seven in the finals zero times. Never went to a game seven. Wow. They dominated everybody they went to game sevens in the eastern conference finals against new york they had some amazing battles against detroit and new york but in the finals man i'm talking against sean kemp against uh malone against charles barkley they won in six or five they never went to seven games never needed it yeah never that's how good they were you've i've never watched any team in my life that it was like, oh, they're not going to lose. Yeah. And and look, man, Steve Kerr, and when he won and repeatedly with the Warriors, I was like, awesome. And it's great watching him as a coach. He's so, and you see how, where he came up. Mm-hmm. Like, you see his abilities. Um, and, you know, LeBron and the, the fantastic players and Shaq and Dwayne, but there was nothing like those Bulls teams. I'll give you a fourth reason okay. for MJ. Shorter shorts. <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. shorts 
Looked at his gams were looking good. <laughs> yeah, really great gam game. He had fantastic gam game. Uh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I remember Jordan and watching him, but I think I was like a little too young, didn't really understand the game at the time. So I was just like, you know, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I guess it would, I would under, like, I'm sure I, I understand what like New England Patriot fans are. So they just like, oh, Tom Brady is never out of a game. Like that, just that. And Jordan, and especially listening to the interviews now, mm-hmm. 20 years later, with Steve Kerr and like Tony Kukoc and stuff like that, the way they, that classic, right? Alan Iverson going practice. We're not going to yeah. practice. <laughs> Steve Kerr was like, you don't understand what our practices were like. I bet it was intense. It was no, no. Yeah. They were like intense. And Jordan would, Jordan would ride guys. Like Jordan yeah. was almost like psychopath, crazy. Yeah, didn't he, weren't there a few people who like kind of quit playing because of him? Horace, Horace Grant, after they won their third championship, it was like, I got to be traded. I got my rings. I'm out. Wow. And wow. There's a classic thing. So going back to Steve Kerr. So he came on the team in 94 when Jordan was playing baseball. And Steve Kerr was head of the players union. And there was a little bit of friction between Jordan and the players union to come back. And there was this classic practice where they got into a fight. Like mm. fist fight. Wow. Jordan was kind of reasserting himself like, hey, this is my team. I don't care that I played baseball and I don't care what union you're in charge of. Um, and so there was like Steve Kerr would talk about like, if you ever beat Jordan in anything, checkers, you know, crazy eights, you never rubbed it in his face. Cause he was like crazy competitive. Like, wow. yeah. crazy. I mean, I think he's still kind of known for being a dick, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and to this and day, to this day, yeah. still a dick about that. Yeah. And you realize like how, why they were so, because they were so good. Jordan just refused. And the practices were like intense. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Can't be worth <laughs> it. Like, you, but, but everyone went, well, he's the greatest player that ever played this game. Right. So yeah bow down what do you say yeah yeah so how did you get into the WNBA I got into the W um a friend of mine well I just I well I guess I'll go back to college and you know Arizona had a great men's program and the women's program was always okay but the games were free oh right and we, we played so much pickup basketball. There was these two women from the, ma- the women's team that would play with us. And mm. they were fantastic. And they were cool. I'd see them at the bars and stuff when I was laugh with them. So they, I'm like, when's your game? And they're like, Saturday. And they're like, no one's going to show up. <laughs> oh, so I'd go watch them. And, you yeah. know, you could, the, it was free. So you could just like, oh, I That's get, cool. I get floor seats for Amazing. nothing. So I'd watch them and I, and I, you know, it was John Wooden who said the women's game is the purest form of basketball. He said it's pure fundamental basketball. So I was always like, oh, cool. So when the W started, I was like, oh, cool. And I sort of was like, oh, now we get basketball year round. Yeah, totally. It was like when I loved football so much when I was a kid and they had the USFL, which you probably don't remember, was this mm. league and it played in the spring in the winter when the NFL was over. And I was like, I would, and everyone was, I was just a kid. So, oh, good. Just football year round. So I was like, oh, basketball year round. And um, someone uh, f- uh, so this this woman in my acting class. This is such an LA thing. Well, someone <laughs> in my acting class. Um, <laughs> she just sent out an email to a bunch of people. She her job, her work, or something had really good seats at the Staples Center to watch the Sparks play. And I was like, Yeah, okay. And I was such a sports fan 
I just I was like, oh, I'd love to watch Lisa Leslie. She's she's great. Oh, she's yeah. got gold medals. And I think the Sparks had just won their first title. Okay. And so I went to the game and I was like, this is great. It's so great. It's so great. Yeah. And then I don't know, a couple of years went by and then my nieces came to visit me. I got six nieces and nephews and the two wow. oldest are girls and they were 11 and 12. And I, I set this thing up like, come, you know, sp come for the summer. We'll take you to surf camp mm -hmm. and just, you know, it was, it was awesome hanging out with them. Where do they live? Uh, one lives in Chicago and one lives in Portland. They're okay. in college now. Like they're, they're in, one's 20, one's 19. Mm -hmm. So they were 11 and 12 at the time. And so I just had this whole week plan. They had surf camp in the morning. We had Disneyland. We did the Getty Center and all this stuff. And I was like, well, let's go to a Sparks game mm -hmm. because they're both athletes. And I kind of wanted to show them like, you can, it, don't, this is be, be, be a professional athlete as yeah. a woman. Like, look at these women out there yeah. playing. And they're like, look, female refs, you know, like, uh, I think the, the one of the coaches was female. I mean, like, a fe like the women all over the place. Yeah. And I said, and they were just like so awesome. So one one of them played basketball in junior high and one of them was a baseball player. So we also went to a Dodger game. Mm -hmm. So uh, my niece, Helena, who played basketball and I went to some of her games, you know, she, uh, we were just talking basketball during the game, you know, like check this out, what should they do? And you know, like who's, oh, that girl's got three fouls. What do you think they're gonna, you know? Yeah. And, and they just were like, this is awesome. That's I mean, they, so they cool. were just like so cool. And I was like, that girl plays on the, they're on the national team. She's on Australia's national team. And they were just like, oh, they just were so great. And like that these young awesome. girls just grew up with women's professional sports was a thing. Yeah. Which is like, you know, before what, 1998 or whatever. 97, I think was the first year. Yeah. There was like no, there no, was nothing. Nothing. I mean, there were some women's professional uh, leagues, but they weren't as huge, you know? Yeah. Or they were in Europe or whatever. And this was backed by the NBA. Yeah. So it got all of the NBA's marketing dollars and they put them in all the NBA's cities, most of them. Mm -hmm. um, so they got to see and like, these were the best. I think these are the best women basketball players on the planet playing right here. And they were like, wow. Um, and so that was really cool. And then um, four years ago, uh, I was dating somebody and they were like revealed. They're like, oh yeah, I actually love going to the NBA. I'm a big NBA fan. I was like, oh wow. And I was like, have you ever been to a Sparks game? They're like, no. And I go, let's go. And they were like, oh, you have no idea how many women I've taken to Sparks games. And they're just like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, man, where are y'all at? Like, yeah. let's go. All this girl power talk, buy some tickets. That's a, every time a player is like, if you just come to a game, oh. you will enjoy it. And it's true. Yeah. Everyone we've brought to games, they've been like, this is so incredibly fun. It's and like, I think the, the like maybe popular internet opinion is like it's not going to be as competitive or exciting oh. and that's just not true it's I, so competitive i so it's hate so exciting. that opinion yeah it's so incorrect yeah oh they can't slam dunk well a wrong there's our women that can slam dunk but also that's not basketball yeah that's there's that's, so much more to like, it i'm i gotta be honest i, I kind of follow the nba but it's hard to, the nba has become and look, if the Bulls get competitive, I'll watch them again or whatever. And it's I, I'm excited to watch the Clippers. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a fun and two great teams in L.A. with right. a bunch of that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And I, like I said, I saw LeBron, LeBron play live. That was fun. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not a really Laker fan, but a Lake, there's nothing like a Laker game. There's, it is the most unique sports event on the planet with the uh, celebrities and the whole dance. I mean, it's, it's so, so. I mean, they have like a live jazz band. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, there's a timeout and, and Denzel Washington and Benicio Del Toro just chatting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's normal. Like that happens in a Pacers game, you know? Um, so the, the stuff about the, the NBA is fine, but I mean, the NBA sometimes I, I'm just like, just go slam dunk, kick it out for the three or get the ticky tack foul. If you're a, if you're a high profile player mm-hmm. and it's just like, I watch the W and it's basketball, mm-hmm. it's pick and rolls, it's screens, it's high, low, it's great basketball. Everybody's a ball handler. Yeah. Everybody's a shooter. I yeah. mean, there's only two like true centers in the league, maybe fouls and, and Brittany Griner, maybe. Yeah. And they're fun to watch. They're low post players and that, 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 that's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, so I started going to the W and I was like, the games were so fun. And then, you know, in 2016, they won it. I was at game four where they lost at home. And then I was in Romania for a film festival. This movie I directed, I was in Romania and I got up at like four in the morning to watch game five where they beat Minnesota. Wow. It was awesome. And, and so I love the W. It's great basketball. Um I, I tell people, I go, you can, I bring, I bring my friends, guy friends, girlfriends, whatever. And I'm just like, look how close we are. Yeah. That's another amazing thing. Yes. I go, yeah. this is a $250 seat for the Lakers. Right. It's 30 bucks. Yeah. I remember I got finals tickets in 20, in 2017 for $25. That's crazy. Yeah. I think our, we, uh, our like playoff tickets were like $30. Yes. And we were so close. Right. Yeah. You're like 15 rows <laughs> yeah. off the floor. Yeah. I said, I got courtside. Yeah. Last year, this year, 2019, I didn't have season tickets because I was I traveled too much. But the year prior, I had season tickets and I just re-upped for 20. But in 2018, and the, and the Sparks have this great thing where if you buy season tickets, if you miss a game, you get that credit. You can roll it into. So I had like $30 tickets. I had two $30 seats and I missed like three or four or five games, something like that. So then I got two courtside seats. I sat courtside. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Awesome. Oh my God. What did was you, that like? Yeah. What'd you hear? Are so jealous. We want to do it. I'm telling you save up if you can do it yeah. because it's, it is a whole nother game. You're hearing the jawing. <sighs> you're hearing them working the refs. Yeah, oh, yeah, what the? oh my God. So I'll get, I was, I went to two courtside games and one, one game we were sitting kind of near the baseline they're playing Dallas and this Dallas player stepped out of line and the ref missed it. And about a half a dozen of us like jumped out of our chairs, like her foot was on the line. Her foot was on the line. It was like so rad that we saw it. Yeah. And it's amazing. The only time my view was blocked was either by a ref or I remember Raquana Williams just right in front of us stuck a three. And it was just like, Oh, (laughs) like I just saw her Jersey number go up in front of my face and then bing. I was like, and then I sat on on the other um, baseline for them playing the uh, playing Phoenix. Mm hmm. And Diana Taurasi, who I got a lot of respect for, man, is she dirty. You oh, watch that's her, what I heard. Oh, my God. Because I was watching her away from the ball, right? So on TV, you're not really watching away from the ball, right? right? Down low. I was so, I'm just, man, she's elbowing. She's throwing hips. She <laughs> plays fucking dirty. I see why people like... They got to give her respect because yeah. she's done so much for the game. But man, I see why people get pissed off at her. I heard she's like the one of the biggest trash talkers. Oh, she in talks the crazy shit. You can <laughs> so just see her talking cool. shit. It's so great. It's like bird style. Oh, the yeah. Way Larry Bird used to just like 
Like he'd be he'd like, talk shit? oh God, he was crazy <laughs> shit talking and he would do stuff like he'd have the ball. And if you were guarding, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to shoot right in your face. Oh man, you couldn't even guard me. <laughs> I mean, he talked so much shit. He talked, it was like, there's a, there's a classic story about Larry Bird uh, for the three point competition and the all-star break. And he walks into the room where all the guys are sitting and he just looked around and goes, oh, I just wanted to see how everyone who's going to come in second place looks like. <laughs> and walked out of the room. <laughs> Like, oh my god that doesn't even make sense right? just like, <laughs> only one person's gonna be yeah, second place yes, whatever you got it everyone said but okay. here's another great shit song and did before he win? Said, yeah of course he okay. did um, <laughs> but in that same phoenix game uh-huh. candace parker and Brittany griner so Brittany griner's big yeah and yeah. she you know pushes people around right yeah and her and candace were getting into it and i see candace going down and i see him getting into it and and, and i see candace as she's and Britney's jawing at her, and I read Candace's lips and almost kind of heard her go, Fuck you, bitch. I'll be here all night. And I was like, Oh, I was like, This is the greatest fucking uh, thing I've ever that's seen. That's what we want to yeah. hear. Yes. That's so bad. I want someone to yell that at me. Oh, yeah. It's a once and, and so, oh, I did three games. And then the third game I sat courtside was for the playoffs in 2018 where they beat Minnesota. And I was sitting literally right next to the Minnesota bench. So Cheryl Fowles, their, uh, their coach, I love her. She talks, she's, she's so, she talks so much, but she's a great coach. Yeah. And I could like hear her just chewing on the refs, just chewing on them. Just like, come on, Mike. You know that was a double dribble. Just like she's working them. She's yelling at them. She's jumping up and down in those pantsuits. Oh my God. She's fantastic, man. That's High heels so and pantsuits and she's jumping and love, yelling. Love that look. Love, love the heels. It. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love too, like the assistant coach, the head coaches and the female coaches there. Some of them are just dressed to the neck. Yeah, they look so amazing. Yeah. Just like, wow, that's a sexy lady. And then yeah. she's yelling at the yeah. refs. And they're like, they'll like show, you know, their team like, oh, you got to like do this or like block her this yeah. way. I'm like, you're dressed up <laughs> and you're like doing <laughs> these little moves. It's like, so amazing. Is there, a, is there a coaching like dress code? I think there is. I think there is like, you have to, you have to dress up. Okay. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure the league, I mean, you know, if they're anything like the NBA, man, it's real clear what you can and cannot yeah. wear. Yeah. So like, you know, you have to, guys got to wear sport coats and collared shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the women have to wear some kind of dress or pantsuit or something like that. It's, it's great. And the other thing I love too about the, about it's great basketball tickets are cheap. And then as a guy, there's never a line in the men's room. <laughs> I mean, nice perk. I didn't never. even think about that. Yeah. Cause every sporting event I've ever been to at halftime, it's like, oh, Jesus. yeah, yeah. You know, like you're always like trying to find the spot to go to the restroom <laughs> and I'm a halftime Staples center. Nothing. Just slide <laughs> it. It's amazing. Yeah. So you have a podcast called comedy film nerds. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite basketball movie? Blue chips. Really? Well, I've seen it yet. God, well, or Hoosiers. It's tough to say. Hoosiers is just sort of great in that. I mean, it's based loosely on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just great Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all that's st- there's a scene in in Hoosiers that I love that I applied in I've applied in my professional career. That scene in Hoosiers where they get to the state finals, right? And they're this small team um, playing in the big state. It's the, in the fifties, but they're playing in the in the Butler University Fieldhouse, which is a big fifteen thousand seat arena. It's the biggest thing these farm kids have ever seen. This is before the internet and all that right. stuff, so they've never seen it. 
and they walk into this gym and you can tell these kids are just like, oh, and they're, and Gene Hackman can see it in his player's eyes. So he goes, all right, get out a tape measure, measure what it is, the free throw line. And they're like, oh, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's 15 feet or whatever. And then he's like, what is the rim to the floor? And they're like 10 feet. And they're all just like, and he goes, I think you'll find those are the exact measurements of our gym in Hickory. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I remember the first time I did like late night TV, uh, I watched that movie again to remind myself that I'm still just on stage mm -hmm. talking into a microphone in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. Like this is a bar gig or a funny yeah. bone in Omaha, yeah. like whatever. It and does you pulled out the tape measure. Yeah, everything <laughs> like still a mic and a mic stand with an audience. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was that blue chips. I love because the filmmaker did a great, what the, the the problem with a lot of sports movies in general is they, they shoot these recreations mm -hmm. and it's hard to capture blue chips. They played actual games. Oh, great. And watch blue chips because they use ball players. Use, you know, the opposing team is like players at the time, Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill. Um, one of the times they play Bobby Knight is coaching. Oh, wow. And so they just packed the, the, I think Pauley pavilion is where they shot a lot of it. So they just had fans in there. And they had a basketball game and they edited it and shot the scoreboard separately to just say, oh, they're trailing by five. Now they're up by three, mm -hmm. but they're playing a basketball game. Right. And there's refs and they got college refs and, and real college and pro players and they played basketball. And so you see Bobby Knight is just yelling and, and, and Nick Nolte does a great job of playing a coach and Shaq's in it. Um, he's yeah, really young in it, it too, yes, right? Yes, I've is never he, seen it. I gotta yeah, we it gotta watch. You it. guys gotta you you gotta watch it because it's it's the basketball scenes are great and the ethical dilemma of it because it's about like trying to be a clean program and not buying scholarships and that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. it's really great. I, I, I it's it, those two movies are probably my best, my favorite basketball movies. Amazing. Um, okay, so we have a little segment where we like try to wrap up all of the week's basketball okay. news. So I'm going to do that segment. It's called Previously on Basketball. <laughs> Previously on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> you love Vanderpump Rules. That's true. <laughs> okay, whoosh me in, Gabe. The NBA preseason is now underway. WNBA superstar Maya Moore uses basketball sabbatical to fight wrongful convictions. Shaq and Dame are diss track fighting. Rockets GM Daryl Morey infuriates China with a tweet in support of Hong Kong protests. Sparks fire longtime GM Penny Toller over profanity-laced locker room speech. Dame breaks down all his tattoos for GQ. <laughs> Big baller brand ex-partner countersues balls for fraud. <laughs> First and second teams all WNBA are announced. You didn't know about the GM? I know she got released. She was relieved of duties and I said... I couldn't find any information. Why? What happened? So what, from what I've, it's very confusing because no one wants to say exactly what's going on, but essentially that last game that the Sparks played when Candace Parker was like, 
I don't know why I only played 11 minutes. You got to talk to fish. And like they were, everyone was kind of blaming their loss on the fact that the starters were benched for a lot of it. And no one was giving like a very direct explanation. And then the blame somehow went on to Penny and it came out that after game two, she like burst into the locker room and yelled at all the players and was just like tearing them a new one and, you know, using the N word and like using all this profanity and what? So then is she white? No, no. Okay. no. I was like, Jesus Christ. No, no. That would have been extra that, bad. That been, there would have been a, you would have heard about a fight in the yeah. locker room if that would have went down. And, and just, so, just, she's, she was one of the, she was in the, uh, one of the original players in the WNBA. Okay. She holds some records and stuff like that. She's been with the organization. I actually introduced my nieces to her. Oh, wow. After the game. Oh, nice. Cause I was like, that's the VP of the league mm-hmm. or, or the, of the team. Mm-hmm. And they were, I was just like, and I, I wanted, my nieces to go like this woman is helping run that yeah like i could be you could do this the, yeah That's you so could amazing. run a professional sports team yeah totally and, and so and i entered so anyway so then like in these articles a lot of people were like like past sparks players were like that's just penny like she's very competitive and when she's angry she lets you know it and it's you know she was mad because they lost yeah because their their game two was like, really bad they got crushed yeah right? i was in russia for this so i only saw like scores afterwards mm. but they lost by like 30 points or something yeah. ridiculous right yeah and that was uh in uh connecticut and then they came back here played in long beach which already was weird oh, i hate that and yeah, then that it, the game was so weird like candace parker only played 11 minutes and everyone like they he kept they were down by like 11 12 points in the third quarter and everyone was like, we can come back from this. Like, put the starters back in. And he would not put them back in. What? She didn't play the fourth quarter at all. And like, I don't get, the, the I last don't, game, not not game two, though. Game three. When yeah. they got swept. When they got swept. Yeah. They, yeah they that is crazy. I don't get Derek Fisher sometimes, man. Yeah. What? Everyone was confused. Everyone was asking her. And she was like, I don't know. Yeah. She was like, don't. Why are you? All the reporters were like, are, are you healthy? She's like, yeah, I'm healthy. I don't know why I didn't play. Ask Fish. Like. So I think all of that perfect storm, perfect storm (laughs) and all the, I like, there's gotta be some behind the scenes stuff that hasn't come out. Right. For sure. Like, why isn't he fired? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I got to tell you, I'll say this. Like, so the Brian Aguilar leaving was a little peculiar for me. Cause I was like, this guy's won two rings on two different teams and I mean, he came, he, his job came in and to make the Sparks competitive and yeah. they won a title. They went to the finals two years in a row, lost in game five and 17 with a team that I personally thought was better than the 16 team. They had a deeper bench in 17. Mm-hmm. It just shows you how good Minnesota is. But, and I remember I saw Candace the day or two after he got released at that Laker game last November. Mm-hmm. She was sitting like two, three rows ahead of me. And I went, to the restroom at one point and I stopped and I said, Hey Candace, I'm a spark season ticket holder. And she's like, Oh, cool. Um, and I say, is, is it cool if I get a photo? And she said, yeah. And I, we took a quick photo and I said, so what happened with Aguilar? And she goes, well, you know, just time for some changes, I guess. And I was like, that's not true. <laughs> did she get him fired? Cause I'll tell you another thing about sitting courtside. 
I saw somebody, and again, this is just me reading into it. I yeah. have no f- concrete data, but I just saw some body language from her towards Brian that made me seem like, because he was a yeller. He was a barky mm-hmm. yeller coach. And I've seen this happen with bar- yelly coaches in any professional level. After a while, that worked when they were 22. Yeah. When they're 30 and they're millionaires or whatever, that the yelling doesn't work anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, totally. You're not, if you were to yell at me as a grown man, it wouldn't work. When right. I was, when I was 20, <laughs> I yeah, I would respond to that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was wondering, I, I was noticing that, like, man, did Candace just like, we're, I don't get along with this guy anymore. It's not working. And yeah. she, she's powerful. She's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Could say, I don't want him anymore. And did that happen? And then did she help bring in Fisher because they're friends or something like that? I don't know. But then, and then so now it blew up again. Now it blew up again. Because like a several games, I only went to three games this year, but two regular season games. I was like, why is Fisher just not, he's just sitting there. His players are, he's not jumping out of, he's not working the refs enough. He's not like, yeah, you know, calling a timeout to, to, to put a fire under his player's ass. Like there's, you know, he's not doing that thing. You have to like, mm-hmm. yeah, p- to ride the emotions and, and, you know, check in with your team. When do you like cut him some slack? When do you bark yeah. at him a little bit? When do you ri- When do you get a technical just to fire up your team? Right. Right. Like deliberately coaches do that. Yeah. They'll just deliberately yeah. like scream at the official to get a technical, to get everybody fired up. To say, also, I've got your back, team. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing Fisher sitting there. So I'm just like, did Penny come in and did, did she lay into Fisher? And it was like, all right, bye. I, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of like behind the scene politics. Because also, all, all of the articles I read, it was like, unnamed former player, like player who wishes to be remain anonymous, you know, like everything's just all these rumors Mm. and hearsay. And it was like, well, you know, Fisher was trying to punish Candace or maybe Penny was trying to punish Candace by like benching her for something. And like, there's all of this stuff being thrown around. That's like, it's not substantiated. We don't know. Yeah. But I, there has to be some like totally internal drama. Let's watch this, uh, Dame tattoo video. Okay. <laughs> I got this and it was like the most painful. I like got numb and I was just like, my body was like in shock. I just like, whatever, just finish it. He I has like the anymore. Oakland oak like tree on his pain, chest. I don't see how. My first tattoo is this one right here on my upper arm. And it's like, you know, the Warner Brothers, like the WB sign. It's the same thing as that, <laughs> but it's Lillard Brothers. <laughs> this one right after that. And this one says certified fly guys. All my friends, they all got the same tattoo. Like that's just what we would call ourselves as, as a group. <laughs> That is so funny. Fantastic. <laughs> He's so adorable. And his his so tattoos do, look great. They look great. Yeah. I think I love him so much, but there's like a cheesiness. All of his tattoos are like he I mean he just like loves his family. He loves his friends. He loves Oakland. They're so wholesome. Yeah. 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 No, it's not like a skull or yeah. like a swear word or something. He has like Bible scripture on his other oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so gentle and sweet. <laughs> Today we watched the Washington Mystics at the Connecticut Sun in Game 3 of the 2019 WNBA Finals on October 6, 2019. Let's meet the girls! I have met the most amazing group of women. 
Great. So on the Mystics, CC. we've got <laughs> Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, Elena Deladon, Chrissy Tolliver, Latoya Sanders. On the on the bench, we've got Emma Messiman, Shatori Walker, Kimbro, Tiana Hawkins, head coach Mike Tebow. And on the Sun. <laughs> Starters are Jasmine Thomas, Courtney Williams, Shakina Strickland, Alyssa Thomas, and Jonquil Jones. And off the bench, we had Morgan Tuck, Bria Holmes, Brianna Jones, and head coach Kurt Miller, a.k.a. uh, (laughs) Griffin Dunn. (laughs) It's like, I don't know his name. I I always think he looks like Griffin Dunn. Who is Griffin Dunn? He's an actor. <laughs> when I told Agata, I was like, he's what he was in this movie and this movie. She's like, I don't know any of those movies. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the game. Okay. Let's go, girl. <laughs> let's play some basketball. Okay, so. First of all, it's a sold-out crowd in Connecticut. That's so cool. It was wild in there. Well, that's so cool. Connecticut is a very interesting story within the W, and I think it might be kind of an indication of where the league needs to go in terms of its franchises. That's so, what I said. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the first non-NBA it's his own, this, I think this casino just came in and yeah. said, we're going to do this, and they built this 10,000-seat arena. So it's it's... You know, it always is, they got great ticket sales and they sell out. And I think that's kind of, I, I looked at like a, a great league model is the MLS mm-hmm. in terms of a new league uh, trying to crack in in a sport that is not one of the top things. Right. right? So the MLS has done a fan, when it first ke- came into the league 25 or 30 years ago, they were all playing in football stadiums. So they had 20,000 people in 70,000 seat stadiums and it looked like nobody gave a shit. Mm-hmm. So they started building 20 and 25,000 seat arenas. Now I know that's a harder sell with basketball because you got to kind of take whatever arenas are available to you. And, but I'll give you an example. So the Sparks, the last three years in a row, have led in attendance. Yeah, we saw that statistic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 11,000 people, which yeah. is amazing. They play in a 22, 23,000 seat arena. Yeah. So it looks like, oh man, they're not doing that well. Mm-hmm. Right. Connecticut plays in a 10,000 seat arena. It's packed. Sold out. Sold out. Vegas plays in like a 9,000 seat right. arena. So it's packed. Yeah. yeah. Again, Vegas was a San, a San Antonio's franchise moved and Vegas enticed them. And so the I went to the All-Star game, the WNBA All-Star. Oh, really? Oh, it's so fun. We yeah. wanted to go, but oh. couldn't at the last minute. And yeah. it makes me like next year, I'm going to go to a to a Vegas game. Like when the Sparks play in Vegas, yeah. I think I'm going to go. We want to do it. We want to do it. Yeah. It just looks like a Road blast. trip. Road yeah. trip. <laughs> downtown road. Um, yeah it was so fun and they have a great arena and it's it's and it's tight and compact yeah the staples it looks fun on tv it looks fun i mean i love the staples center because you're in this world-class arena there's gretzky's number hanging there's you know magic's number like it's unbelievable but even if you're like we went to a suite at a sparks yeah. game and you're so far away there's like nobody around you it it's not as like easy to like yeah. get pumped up because yeah. there's feel, like no yeah. one near you yeah you have to that arena is so big and so spread yeah. out and it's like and the suites suck i gotta say yeah. they suck and i do love the idea of a wnba team not being linked to the nba identity right. like i 
It doesn't need it anymore. It doesn't need it. Yeah. When it started, great. But it doesn't need it anymore. And yeah. it needs to transition away. And I think Connecticut and Vegas are great examples yeah. of that. Totally. And, and what the MLS has done a fine job in there, if you look at their expansions, they really did local marketing and research to find like a soccer community, right. a soccer like look what they've look at LAFC. I right. went to a couple of their games. Oh my God. That's a crowd. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I went last year, I was like, this is a first year team packed. They researched for three years with German soccer clubs how to get that fan section at the south yeah. end of the goal or north end, wherever that is. So they researched that. That's crazy. And they did marketing for three years before the, the team even started. So I think, and you look at like what they did in Portland. So Portland, yeah, Portland was part of the, what the NASL, like a smaller soccer league. So they knew they had a soccer fan base and Seattle was successful. So they knew there'd be a built-in rivalry, mm -hmm. right? They knew LAFC and the Galaxy would have a built-in rivalry. Yeah. They've they've had these built-in rivalries of like Columbus and the MLS is a good program. So they gave Cincinnati, Right, Atlanta, what they did in Atlanta, the MLS team in Atlanta is unbelievable. They sell out a seventy thousand seat arena for soccer in the United States. That's a big undertaking. That's wild, yeah. yeah. So I think what the the W should be doing is taking a page out of there, and and also like it takes some time. Mm -hmm. When when I read this article in the New York Times, um, when Wilt Chamberlain scored a hundred points in nineteen sixty two, was in front of four thousand people. So and it wasn't broadcast, no. right? Was yeah. News reporters, you read about it in the paper the next day. Yeah. Um, Why don't we go back to those days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this newspaper is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck Twitter. No, yeah. I want to learn from the paper. <laughs> the, next day. the next day, yeah. fresh off the presses. Candace <laughs> Parker only plays eleven minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think like, and and if you look at Connecticut, that was like an exciting environment. So so I think like I hope I hope they just like. Do some research and figure that out. Because imagine if they built an 11, 10, 11,000 yeah. seat arena and the Sparks played in it and it was packed. And I they mean, didn't have to go to Long Beach for their playoffs. Oh, that was like, such what, a bummer. Yeah. It's so insulting. It I really mean, is. It's like, and look, when, the st when there is 11,000 people in the Staples Center, it's pretty fun and exciting, you know? Yeah. Like, but if it you, gets loud in there, it gets loud. It's a loud arena. Mm. So, anyway. That was that was the thing that I liked about this, and I think it's it's good. While I wish the Sparks were in the finals, obviously the Mystics, um, it's good that they're. It looks like they're going to win it. In my yeah, opinion. I think like, so especially too. last year after getting swept. Yeah. yeah, like last year they had that we're just happy to be here thing, mm -hmm. and this year it's like. Because winning game three after Della Don got injured in game two. Well, that's the thing is I, I just feel so bad for her. I, right. I mean she's. Clearly, so much of the pressure of this finals is on her shoulders, and she feels like she has to be playing. And so, if, if you didn't watch the game, she there was a chance that she wasn't going to play, and then she played and she started. She played twenty six minutes. Yeah, she played yeah. a lot. But she was she was running back to the locker room probably once every quarter it to scared get me. Every therapy. time she was out there, I was like, "Be careful!" Like. I didn't want another Katie situation where, you know, she's pushing herself. She's going to injure herself like severely. Yeah. And then she's out for, you know, a year or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, that that's the one that's been the one downside on Deladon. She's an amazing player. She's an Olympian, you know, but she's always, ha she hasn't had a full season yeah. right. without yeah. injuries and it's hard. It's just a tough, 
it's a tough thing. And I think it's hard, you know, professional sports is tough in general, but I think the women's game is even harder because they have to make their money overseas. Yes. Yeah. They're they're playing playing year round. Yeah. Yeah. And their bodies don't get a break ever. Yeah. And that's a tough thing. And that's the, that's the one critique and it's not the, well, it is sort of the W's fault that they needs to pay more. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to go overseas to make real money. And I'm watching, like I seen this last summer, and in even in the playoffs this summer of just like the Sparks would have games. I, I mean, I still think they're like the best team in the league where they just don't show. Yeah. And I'm like, it's got to be this fatigue. Yeah. They got to just yeah. be wiped out. Plus, you know, like what happened to Brianna Stewart. Oh, and Sue Bird. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Gone for the season. Yeah. After winning the title. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, these two, these two teams, however... Not tired. They're, they're hungry. Yeah. They're very hungry. This game was intense. Yes, it they, was. Um, the first quarter ended 32 to 17. I mean, already who, who the Mystics. Winning? It was the Mystics. Okay. Already they're like really showing what they got. Um, the uh, dancers for the Connecticut Sun were like in a corner. They were quarantined off, like behind people. <laughs> in a little <laughs> and the mascot too. In one of the little like gangways. Yeah. And yeah, their mascot was behind them. Dancing the entire game. Yeah. They which I was like, leave. this is insane. <laughs> uh crowds going wild. There I saw a lot of Mystics fans in there as well. Yeah. Um and Which I hope this builds a good rivalry. Yes. The I ri- have rivalries are so key to make a sport and a league get exciting that's why the the sparks um links battle yeah you know they went to the they played each other in the playoffs three years in a row right. and the titles back and forth that was such great basketball two years in a row goes to a game five mm-hmm. that was great espn is covering it right yeah so uh, the, the thing that that this what game three showed to me so you don't know if deladon's gonna play till literally hour before yeah, or whatever yeah, which yeah. is exciting it's great drama i love mm-hmm. that kind of finals drama <laughs> me too but the thing that tells me you know connecticut this was their shot mm-hmm. they they stole one on the road and then they should have won at home and every time they got close the mystics said nope and it was their bench what's yeah. his um um Messaman or me? oh, yeah. Emma Messaman, yeah. 21 off the bench. She was amazing. So good. I mean, yeah. that was the thing. They the, in she was benched the whole time last yes. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. During she, the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Um they the the coaching staff and the team at the Mystics went, they didn't panic that they might not have Deladon. Everybody stepped up. Yeah. And that was the thing that was so impressive. Is yeah. they were just like, nope. And 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 you also saw the the inexperience in the youth of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So John Quill Jones has this great game in game two, right? So she, uh, if you're going to really win a championship, you have to go. You have to see how important game three is. You mm-hmm. have to win at home. You have to take a two one lead. And that's in a five game series. Yeah. It is critical. Yeah. And she just couldn't do that. And, and credit the Mystics played phenomenal defense. Right. Yeah. Their defense was wild. They were like swarming on everyone there were a couple times where you know the a sun player would just like lose the ball because they've got three mystics around them 
and uh and you know john quill jones is big and very powerful very impressive but i think if you know she's got three other players defending her like and courtney williams was kind of like absent yeah yes. courtney a lot williams. of it yeah absent yeah she, so let's see what she had because that was the thing that you saw too like down the stretch in the third quarter it was like a 10 11 point lead and then they'd start to make it close Right. Yeah. But then every time Connecticut needed to stick a big three that would have got the crowd going yeah. nuts yeah. and cut the lead down to six or something, definitely they would miss. She or she had thirty four. No, thirty four minutes. Six points. Man, six points from Courtney Williams in thirty four minutes. That's so like that's, for her. That's crazy. Yeah. And only four assists. Yeah. I mean, that's that's someone who should be having a twenty ten game, right? Yeah. Especially in the finals, you get shut out for six points. That tells you how good Washington's defense. And you saw yeah. the you saw the veteran leadership. So Christy Tolliver won a title with the Sparks in uh-huh. sixteen. She's an um, she's such a fun player to watch. She's yeah. so great. She's great. She is the most I love because she just makes these circus shots mm-hmm. off balance two people in her face like what and she sticks them <laughs> like i love watching her play and plus she has a big bouncy bun yeah on her head <laughs> her her hair is amazing you saw the fire t- <laughs> excuse me the fire in the mystics because yeah n- when deladon's out or can't even play even when she's in she's not gonna be scrapping right, right. <laughs> she needs to protect that back she can't go after loose balls yeah she can't fight so the whole team said okay and rebounding is mental oh yeah, yeah. and it's getting yourself in position and saying i'm getting this i'm ball. hungrier than you and that's yeah. what you saw yeah they there were- was one time aerial powers there was uh maybe three sun players right under the basket aerial powers jumped higher than I could imagine someone of her size could jump. It was insane. And she got that rebound. She's also, um, I mean, her first name means air, like in the sky. And her last name means... We know (laughs) know your aerial thing. So I get why she jumps so high. It's in her name, but... And one is C, yes, the other one, yeah. Well, the, 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 the box score doesn't show. She had four points, but that wasn't her... Which that's not a bad thing because yeah. she fought. She was that. How many loose balls was she just on oh, the yeah. deck for? She was on it. And that's the thing too. That fires up a team. Even if you don't win that, when you see your teammate diving, yeah, throwing themselves on the line, because it's like we know Deladon can't do that because, and we don't want her to, yeah, to be out for the rest of the finals. So we all got to pick up the slack. And you saw that, and you saw just Connecticut was just always sort of off. Totally. And they didn't have that fight in them. And they mm-hmm. just didn't. They were just like, uh, you know, like game three at home. You're, yeah. You, you stole one on the road. They should have come and gone for the throat and they couldn't. Yeah. They had Especially a really like, big comeback oh. in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. But then at the very end of the second quarter, just fizzled out and it ended at the half. It was 43, 39. So it was like they can't they like closed that gap and then just couldn't tie it up. And yeah. that's the that's the story of the whole game, because yeah. had they like tied it or taken like a one two point lead had it been 45 43 at the half then the crowds fired up they're going nuts in the locker room yeah and they know they've got washington on the ropes yeah and they couldn't do it no yeah during the third quarter holly Rowe, the sideline reporter brings a cake to rebecca lobo because it's her birthday (laughs) 
and t- takes a swipe out of the icing and Sticks eats it. Sticks her finger in the icing, which I think is rude <laughs> when you're giving someone a cake. I know. <laughs> like, just shove your nasty Hallie finger Rowe. in there. <laughs> she's a goofball. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a really silly Billy one. She is, but just a little rude. <laughs> Don't ever do that to my birthday yeah. cake. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like someone to do that to your cake? No. I got you a cake. It's like, when's the last time you washed that finger? I know. She's out there on the court. Um, Also, in the third quarter, at one point, Shakina Strickland did this, like, fast break to uh, their basket, does a layup, like, very unbalanced, falls on her butt, slides into the cameraman. It's like, it it was so full of energy and, like, such an amazing play and the, the, i feel like the mystics had a lot of that where it was like this amazing play that would just kind of shut the crowd up a little bit yeah and when you take that crowd out of it that's yeah. huge and yeah. you do that with defense you do that yeah. with hustle you do that with rebounding and the end of that game they were silent, silent. yeah yes it was sold because they all had these little towels that they were spinning around and by the end of the game, there was like one towel yes. in the air. It was so sad. And then when, again, and that's the thing. So then when, when then Connecticut would miss some big open three. Yeah. That was your shot to get that crowd up on your feet and you couldn't. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, I watched that game and I said, I don't, I don't see Connecticut yeah. winning. No. They just couldn't get the momentum rolling for anything like to, to get people excited. I remember at one point, um, I think it was in the fourth quarter. There was like all they were they were doing another the sun was doing another run where they were closing the gap and the crowd was so excited. And then Emma Mieseman does a three pointer that just like shut it down. Well, that's the other thing, too, man. You want to talk about motivating going back to the top of the, the show with with Jordan. So Jordan in the final scored 45 points with the flu. Oh, that's and right. Scottie Pippen had to carry him off the floor. Oh so when you see Deladon, you know, her back's bad. And she's dishing the ball and sticking threes when she has to. And you're like, damn. She looked like she was in pain. Yes. You know that hurt. Your teammates like, I know she's in pain and she just stuck that three. I better, I better hustle for this ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was everything that a, that a team that with lead with veteran leaders who go, I'm winning. We're pu- I'm putting this on my back. We're making this happen. Yeah. And you saw Connecticut being kind of young and mm-hmm. thrown off their game. I just wanted to like tape a bunch of pillows to her. Agata the whole time was <laughs> like any anytime <laughs> anytime something went well and one of her one of um Deladon's teammates would like pat her on the shoulder, Agata would be like, No, be not careful. Too, too with too that. Hard, not too hard. <laughs> soft touches, soft touches. I mean it's they're their bodies are fragile. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's my back hurts, and I don't even play oh, any sport. It's like a slip disc. I'm just like, yeah. oh, I've had chronic back pain in the past, and oh, oh yeah, it's the worst. worst. Yeah, the worst. It's the I can't. Worst. I can't even. You know, it's like hard to like sit down when you have back pain, let alone run up and down a court and like shoot a Make basketball. Threes, yeah. yeah, and the whole arena can see that she's not sitting when she's on the bench. Right. The whole arena can yeah. see that, and then she comes. She played 26 minutes. Yeah. Uh, like I thought when I read that I was a little like really like I thought it would have been 15 wow yeah that's crazy um at one point also Bria Holmes who is also a bench player she like 
she as Agata put it, she cut through the defense like butter. She was she just like <laughs> slithered through the sun defense and laid up the ball. It was it was such a beautiful move. She was like uh, she was like a ghost. She mm-hmm. it was like she you know passed right through them. It was amazing. And the sun went from a twenty point to a ten point gap in that fourth quarter, and then it just you know again they couldn't you know when you get within ten. When you're trailing big, especially at home, that's when you have to, because you stick that big three, and now it's a seven-point lead. Yeah. The crowd's going nuts, and yeah. then you make another defensive stop, and then it's like a five-point game, mm-hmm. and then the then you've got them. Yeah, yeah. You know? and you have to yeah. tie it. You ha- it's just, and you have them, and you you, you that's when it's like. It and felt then, like it was right in their grasp. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And they couldn't. They couldn't close the deal because that's the other thing too, and. Because if you if you tie it up with a couple minutes to go on your home floor, Washington is suddenly going, oh, man, if we trail 2-1 and game four is here mm-hmm. in two days, that's that's not enough to rest Eladon. Yeah. Right. You know, like the, the big rest between two and three actually favored the Mystics. Right. So, but they didn't do it. They didn't go for the throat. Yeah. They And, and it's credit to the Mystics, though. The Mystics put, kept them off of their game. Yeah. They kept them... And the final score was the what? final score was ninety four eighty one, and you know Mystics took it. And the most uh, representational moment was uh, the camera was on Rebecca Lobo and Ryan Rocco, the the game announcers, and this Suns fan was sitting in between them, staring right down the barrel of the camera with the most like. <laughs> defeated look on his face i wish i had gotten video of it because he was just like yeah it was creeping me out it was he was was unblinkingly (laughs) staring into the camera like did a zombie virus just hit that arena or what yeah i don't i see washington going let's get this and get out of here yeah in game four totally i I don't see this going to a game five totally i i don't have a dog in this fight right but I want the Mystics to win the next game. I just feel like they showed how, you know, amazing of a team they are. And it would it would be great if they Yeah. I think I I, I think of yeah, I think I want the Mystics and and I because I love like I say, I love Tolliver. Yeah. And, you know, if if Deladon can win with this like back thing, you know, like I, I I'd like to see the Mystics win. Totally. There was a Let's give out some donkeys. Okay. <laughs> Donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't warn you about this but uh the donkeys are awards that we give out for arbitrary categories that we make up on the spot love it for anything that happened during the game whether it was on the court in the crowd or on the couch that we were sitting <laughs> on you guys so, just giving yourselves yeah awards. for best friendship <laughs> amazing chips <laughs> we really do kill the snack game that's yeah. true we should get awards for that but the first award we always give out is most points and that has to go to the mystics uh good job <laughs> yeah we there's nothing we can do about that it just goes to the winner yeah. of the game. <laughs> great category <laughs> um how about uh 
best birthday. Oh yeah, best birthday has to go to Rebecca Lobo. Yes. Happy yeah. birthday to you. Great outfit too. She looked great. Yeah, she was wearing this like violet fancy top that was really fun. Yeah. I like their announcing duo. Yeah. I think they really he's a great uh, play-by-play and sure her her, you know, color commentary is fantastic cuz she played the game. Yeah, she I love her so much. I just think she's wonderful. Yeah, she's Cuties. great. Do you uh, have any Awards? Do, I, do I have any donkey? I'm trying to think of my my donkey. Um, well, I, we can come back to you if you if you want to think about it first. Well, you know, I'll say I'll say great hustle play was that Powers getting three on one, getting the rebound. Yeah, I'll give her a donkey for that. Yeah, she also at one point was like, be okay. This is like a little dirty, but I liked it. She was being trampled by I. Th- want to say oh, when she clamped her legs out she, that should have been yeah, a tactical. that was funny that, that was funny she i think i want to say it was Alyssa it. thomas or someone like yeah she clamped her leg in between a, uh, uh the other player's leg mm-hmm. in between her knees and was put her hands up as if she was like get off my head i'm protecting myself but really she was doing like the dirtiest thing Ooh. possible and they just made it a jump ball i know yeah. i was like i watched the replay i was like oh that's a technical yeah that yeah. was dirty as hell but i kind of love her for it and i think her team was like yeah ariel let's do this <laughs> um i want to give um best uh, team player to EDD for just fucking getting out there and being trying to just being a good leader. Yeah. She's great. That was leadership right there. That was leadership. But I also just please be careful if you're listening. Please. <laughs> yeah. I'm begging. I think I'm going to give best shoes to um, <laughs> Courtney Williams because she has these like bright yellow shoes that match her hair and her outfit. Yeah. Okay. Gabe, do you have one? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was kind of touched on already, um, but we, we give a uh, best dunk often. The only thing I wrote down was best dunk goes to Holly Rowe for dunking her finger into that cake. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Great. Any, anybody else have any more? Mm. Um, I think I'm going to give best fan to a little girl in the crowd who had a uh, Elena Deladon mask on and she just was so excited. And I, when Elena was like going back to the locker room, this little girl was just standing there and then Elena came up and like pat her on the shoulders. Very cute. Oh, that's adorable. All right. Who wins? Uh, well, it's definitely the mystics. The sun only have one donkey and uh, the, I think it's their ESPN crew that has two donkeys, Holly Rowe and Rebecca Lowe. Nice. Um, so congratulations, Mystics. So the Connecticut took third place in the donkey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Hey, we don't make the rules. Hey, a little more hustle. You get a couple more donkeys. How's that sound? Exactly. Try a little harder. Um, all right. So the next game we're doing is uh, the first game of our second season of yeah. Darktown. Um, wow, I can't believe it. We're already into season two almost. Nice. But we're going to a preseason game of the NBA, Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday, October 10th. So watch the game or just listen to us and we'll tell you everything. Important. Are you guys going to the game? We yeah. are. Nice. We're really excited. Yeah. Hopefully Kawhi will play. Paul George is definitely not playing, yeah. but 
Kawhi hasn't really been playing the preseason games, but it'd be really cool to see him. Yeah, I don't think we should get excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's very unlikely. Uh, but wow, what a joy it would be. Um, all right, so let's get into our mail basket. Today, we've got an email from one of our um, classic cuties, as we call him, Chris. Um, he says, hey, hello, Dunktown cuties. Loving the show as always. And a special thank you to producing such excellent WNBA content. It has really um. shown me a new appreciation for the league and the awesomeness contained within it. I also have a question. The recent rat feud between Damian Lillard and Shaq has got me wondering, does the Dunktown crew have any favorite songs from athletes? They can be players from any league and so bad it's good counts too. Uh, great question. We did mention this in the previously on, which is that this rap battle that's going on between Damian Lillard and Shaq. I think we've got some clips. Yeah. Did, uh, Gabe, do you want to play? Let's play Dames first. Actually, no. Wait, which one? Wasn't Shaq's release first? Or wait, which? What, what, uh, I don't know. They've been going back and forth and I, I really am not sure which one's came in what order to be honest <laughs> i think it, i think oh no you don't know whatever whatever just play uh shacks first it sounds like he dissed himself <laughs> okay that's good enough we got the gist it's really not well produced yeah <laughs> it sounds like he's in a tin can yeah it feels like just like an iphone yeah in a bathroom yeah or... <laughs> he's in a b- airplane bathroom <laughs> yeah, it's just. i think it's i think oh, i don't know if i have the story about it, but i think it started because somebody asked damien about Shaq and he as a rapper yeah and he like kind of dissed him and then this was his response <laughs> <laughs> now I play Dame I might have that backwards Dame though Dollar. he say he the goat I come for his body plan him cause he bought the copies should have just passed me the torch I got no remorse I beat him like Rocky I feel the tank up with diesel you jealous of me and I see you cause on this day originals just can't fuck with this sequel I'm new school got new hits space jam not blue chips (laughs) (laughs) space jam not Not blue blue chips chips. oh I love that That's I think funny. Dame wins that rap battle. And he is in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's right. Perfect. He is in Space Jam. Space Jam 2. Wow. Um, so I think, you. I mean, it really, Damien's song just sounds oh. like like the, the music you hear on the radio right Production now. value's up. Yeah. His rap game was up. Yeah. He's a better rapper. He's he a is. better rapper. Sorry, Shaq. I know you are a big fan of our show. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right. He kind of dissed himself. He called himself a lazy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give Shaq props for that. <laughs> he seems like he's got a great sense of humor. He's yeah. so funny. I mean, yeah. the Inside the NBA oh, is such a funny show. I love just it. Just make fun of Charles. <laughs> it's, it's great. But um, I have to we, say, I, well, I do have an athlete whose music I think is okay i'm not gonna say i listen to it all the time but i think victor oladipo is a really mm-hmm. good singer really he, like he does more r&b stuff he's mm-hmm. not a rapper um but i like it let's and hear it all 
All right, that's enough. Uh, the album art was uh, artistic <laughs> fedora shots. That wasn't a tipped fedora. <laughs> a tipped fedora. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we're getting more tipped fedoras. Back <laughs> that's what we need. Do you, <laughs> Graham, do you have an athlete whose music you think is at least funny? Wow. Uh, <laughs> at the very least funny, maybe this good. Is a, yeah, this, is a, this is a big challenge. This is, I'm trying to think. Uh, the only one that's like I can think of are like old school. I mean, obviously, I'm from Chicago, so I loved the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Actually, the guy who wrote in mentioned that that was his favorite song. That's, so. Yeah, that song was oh, yeah. so amazing because they did it before they won and everyone's like these guys are so cocky and then they won it was like oh even better yeah it was great it was just like that everything is great about that 85 bears team their cockiness mike ditka you know amazing amazing so yeah i'll go to the super bowl shuffle. it gets great. stuck in your it's like every once in a while it'll pop in my head right so i'm like cool nice <laughs> Um, if you want to send us a message, you can always email us at hi at dunk.town or you can call our cutie hotline at 903-420-DUNK. We have a hotline. I love it. <laughs> we do. You leave can us call a message. Leave a message. Oh, <laughs> I will be blowing that line up. <laughs> I'm going to call in after any game I watch. You should. Oh, you should. We would love that. Because I go to like uh, once or twice a year, I'll go to college games. I go to SC oh, or yeah. UCLA games, mm. which are always fun. Like last year, I saw Arizona play UCLA. Fun. And they um, did a uh 50 year anniversary or something like that of the 69 ucla title team and kareem was there oh that's it amazing was so, it was yeah. so great that's you so gotta cool. go to Pauly for the for the the tradition and john wooden stuff there's banners everywhere i mean it's you got we should go that would yeah, be really go to a game fun Pauly. and what then, is that that's where the ucla Pauly pavilion uh, that's where ucla okay, plays. Yeah, so yeah. there's all this history there got it you where usc plays is cool too and like SC's program has gotten better, but like we saw SC play Long Beach State and the tickets were like 10 bucks. Oh. And we were 15 rails off the floor. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we should do that. That sounds cool. Um, Graham, thank you so much for being here. What a joy. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, Well, listen to Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, It's on iTunes, the movie review podcast. And uh, also my... Uh, the show that I directed, the First Nations Comedy Experience, it's like a Native American world indigenous person uh, stand-up comedy series. Oh, amazing. It's on Amazon Prime. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we did it for this little channel, FNX, and then we got bought by uh, Amazon Prime. So you can watch that series. It's 13 episodes. I directed it, produced it. There's 49 comics. 22 comics get their TV debuts. It's so kind of, cool. Yeah, it's, it's very it's cool. A really cool thing. So you can check that out. And then all my tour dates and everything like that are at grahamelwood.com. My social media, it's all there, grahamelwood.com. Cool. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Driving all the way out here. Dude, yeah. I just, to talk basketball, I was like, dude, man, it's a long drive. I was like, but I really want to talk basketball. <laughs> I'm really fired up. So anytime Amazing. you guys want to have me back to talk basketball, I'm You're in. welcome. Oh, uh, yeah. It's um, been our pleasure. All our listeners are like, aren't they in the same city? You don't understand what you it's like. You don't understand. <laughs> And what driving 17 miles in rush hour is like in the city. Oh, man. Um, I see the ocean like once every three years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So thank you again to Graham. Thanks to all of you guys for listening and coming on this journey with us. Love you. Love you. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. 
If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us, and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song. You can check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash clotworthy. 